Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! Hello and welcome to Entertainment World Weekly News Report Show. This is Scumbagez, your host, and we have a very special show for you tonight. We have from the ill-fated but somehow miraculously resurrected podcast, co-host Johnny Townsend of Retro Blist. Johnny, good night. Uh, good night. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, this interview. I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of your show. Oh, well, thank you very much, and uh, as I'm sure you'll discover, uh, we have strong opinions about your show as well. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, this is a, a very um, lucrative interview for you, I believe. It, uh, I'm getting paid for this? Uh, well, there'll, there'll be people talking. That's always good, right? I, I, I guess. So you're saying exposure? Exposure, yes. Oh, okay. I'm getting paid now, Johnny, for exposure. Now, Johnny, I, I know you're a man who's used to exposing himself yes, uh, uh, to the public. Uh, explain. I... Do you, do you mean like promoting myself? Because yes, in that way, I guess I do, uh, quote unquote, expose myself mm-hmm. on a daily basis to the public. But I mean, I'm not going out flashing any anybody. I want to make that clear. Interesting that you'd use that word flashing. Okay. Yeah. So I don't. I don't flash. People. New question. Yeah. Uh, it has been said, uh, the rumor mill has been running. Okay. Retro Blist is a podcast. It is. That's true. That is true. That rumor is true. Okay, but is it a podcast that should have stayed dead? Explain. Actually, I thought a lot of people wanted it to... Uh, I got the feeling when I was asked to do this, this was kind of like I'm going to cut you off right there. Okay. The word on the street, yeah. you know, I'm using air quotes, the street. Right. Uh, is that the people who wanted the show back uh-huh. uh, were just, was just you. Uh, explain. I was one of the ones who wanted to end it, technically, I guess. Uh, other people wanted to... I, I thought this was supposed to be just like a welcome back Retro Bliss type of interview. This this seems like you're doing gotcha journalism or something. Okay, so just to change the pace a little bit... Okay, um, thank you. Thank you, please. The rumor mill has been running full time. The employees are being paid overtime at the rumor mill. And the rumor mill says... Who's that working at you this? have very poor proficiency uh, and ability to speak English. Explain. I'm I'm from North Carolina and mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, I can't really argue against this point you've brought up so this is the first time I can say there's probably any sort of validation to this quote-unquote rumors. Uh, but I think that we're entertaining enough that we can kind of get past that okay. little small negative thing. So you call your fans blisters. Yes. What causes you to have such contempt for your fans? Contempt? Where did you yes. get that we have contempt? We love our fans. Interesting. The other reason that we're even back is because of them. Uh, I have one more question. Okay. I this interview is going very well. I, I beg to differ. Uh, your co-host. Yeah, Trevor, uh, Trevor Franklin. Many things have been said about him yes. in the months since the closure of Retro Blist. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, the rumors rumor are brutal. 
Yeah, at the rumor mill. The okay. rumors are brutal. Um, can you confirm or deny any rumors? Um, it, I guess it depends on the rumors. Uh, Trevor and I have a strictly uh, business relationship. Uh, we don't talk to each other outside of the podcast. It's the only reason that we even speak to each other. Frankly, he or Franklin, he uh, is a bit full of himself. And if I'm being honest, uh, of us two, he's the one with the bigger ego. And he really wanted to do this. And if he told me if I didn't go along with it, that he would beat me. So I don't know why he's not here for this interview, though. I mean, he's such a terrible person, I guess, overall. Uh, final thing. Yeah. Uh, it's been me all along. It's Trevor. I'm, I'm the interviewer. That's not you. It's me. That's not I just, a, I just wanted I just set this whole thing up. Are you wearing a mask? You're wearing a mask! Yeah. I set this whole thing up, used all our Patreon money to buy this airtime. This just is to a, see what you really think of me. This is an extravagant setup. <laughs> and uh, I think we're finished because you just so said terrible not, things about we're me. We're not even going to make one episode back? Is that what you're saying? One episode of what? Of Retro, Retro Bliss! <laughs> Welcome to our brand new episode of Retro Blast. That's right, we're back! A dinosaur story. Yeah. We covered that game before. Yeah. We're back. Thanks. Uh, this is a new season? Is it what we're calling this? Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. We just took longer between episodes. That's the change, really. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're confused, disappointed, sad, what are these guys doing back? Angry. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say jealous, because there's no way you're jealous of, no. of this. If you're wondering, how is Retro Bliss Podcast still here after how's all it, this Yeah, how is it nonsense? possible that this this egg on the face of God exists? <laughs> well, if you're wondering that, apparently you didn't listen to all of our last episode, yeah. uh, titled The End, because at the end of that episode, you probably discovered that the fans made us feel guilty. They did. They guilted us into that. And we said, why would we quit when people care about it? Yeah, originally we had said that we wanted to go out on top, but then we thought, you know what? Who cares if we just kind of go out? They're like, you know, we were never on Wimp- top. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's just go out sideways. Let's just go out whimpering and sad like we knew we were going to yeah. and just go kicking and screaming because we love doing this. Yeah. So. so if this is your first time, we cover a new retro game whenever we feel like it. <laughs> That's right. Used to say every week. It feels weird not to say that anymore. It does. It feels odd. But we cover a new retro game. We sit down and play it together. We tell you if it holds up. We do a dumb skit at the start of every episode. We nah. end with a dumb bliss quiz. At the end of every episode. And uh, we have bodily functions in between. Yes, so stay tuned for those. There may be a burp or a let's hope a fart happening once in a while. My wife hates it when we talk about that stuff. Oh, like, I, th- I, think I think it was our last episode when we were kind of burping up food oh, the whole we time. Were. Yeah. She was just so grossed out. <laughs> well, why wouldn't you be? We're gross <laughs> why people. Why wouldn't you be? We're so gross. But in between all that, we do actually talk about retro games. It does happen, I promise. Including this week's retro game. Yeah, that's right. Unlike another podcast where there's two guys. <laughs> With an Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> that's right. Who are actually honestly very awesome, but that's beside the point. I'm going to keep our fake war that they don't even <laughs> recognize or acknowledge going forever yeah. and ever now since this show's going to keep on going. 
So, uh... What game did we cover today, yeah. though? We covered a big one. So, I guess when we decided that the show's being resurrected, we kind of took all the chains off. We literally cover whatever flip-flopping game we want to now. And we wanted to cover Super Mario World. And we didn't give a crock. No. You said flip-flops, not... Oh, gotcha, said, yeah. yeah. Croc was also a very mediocre platformer. Unlike oh. today's game, possibly. Hmm, possibly. We don't want to give away our feelings yet. So, but what game was it, Trevor? Super Mario World. 1990 in Japan and 1991 in the U.S. For what system? Super Nintendo. Oh, I've heard of it. It was a launch game for the Super Nintendo. It was a launch game. In both Japan and the United States. Very tasty. It was... Sorry, I don't know about the rest of the country because... What's the word when you're like centric to your own culture? Ignorant. Ignorant. I'm ignorant <laughs> to other cultures. Yeah, well, we're just ignorant in general. Um, But it was... <laughs> You should see my web browser history. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Just pull up. Uh, I pull don't up want to. Um, <laughs> throw me off here. Can you put so an yes. egg there? That's the last thing I oh Googled. <laughs> Super Mario World. Launch game for the Super Nintendo. Uh, one of several launch games. Stay tuned to the Bliss Quiz if you want to know what the other ones are. Ooh. Uh, directed by the legendary name that I mispronounced wrong, uh, Takashi Tezuka, who directed a lot of other games such as Super Mario 3. Ooh. And, of course, produced by the creator of Mario himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, and composed by the absolute legend, Koji Kondo. Now, I will say, Trevor, that this game, uh, being the new system for Nintendo, was incredibly important. You know, Mario really, uh, really helped the original Nintendo. Like, it really mm-hmm. put it on another level. It really... S- in a way, kind of saved uh, home console video games. And when Nintendo wanted to move up to a new system, they knew they needed a a, a good Mario game. It couldn't just be a mediocre Mario game. They needed to put out all all the the stops for this. And did they? Let's let's find out. Right, so, you know, Sega beat Nintendo to the 16-bit market by a year and something. Yeah. Um, So they really knew this had to count. Uh, this game, this was originally going to be a Bliss Quest question, so I'm just going to quiz you on it now. Okay. How big do you think the total team was that worked on Super Mario World, if you had to guess? Uh, 15 people taking a shot. Ten. That oh, wow. Just uh. ten people. Um, It is the best-selling game for the Super Nintendo, not surprisingly, because it was included with the system, right. at least for quite some time. Um, It is sort of one of those legendary launch games that now when a system launches... You just hope that a new original game of this caliber will, will come with it. Yeah, you need a game that will help sell the system. Yeah, I mean every system wants that game to launch with it. I mean, think uh, well, think this game and think Halo for the original Xbox. Yeah, you know, just just games like that that really help propel the system and make it a game that people want to buy for for the games yeah. on it. And let's let's find out because I will say at the time. Uh, this game definitely did that. It sold mm-hmm. systems and people wanted to play it. I don't know of a single person. And I'm sure there's a few out there, but I don't know of, don't know of a single person who, if they've if they've played a Super Nintendo, then they've at least played a level of this game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's surprising to hear of people to me who say they had a Super Nintendo and never played this game because they do exist. Yeah. So let's get into our history with this game. Okay. Uh, I got to be honest. I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. The only time I ever got to play one was when I went to over to to use use guys' houses, mm-hmm. 
And then we would play every once in a while. Or my uncle, when he moved, he didn't live too far from me when he moved this one time. Mm-hmm. He had one. And I would, when I would get to spend a night with him, I would play this game. That's the only mm-hmm. time I ever got to play this game growing up. So I didn't have a lot of experience with it. It's probably why when in my personal history, I have way more fonder memories of Mario 3 on the NES than I did of this one. Just because I grew up playing Mario 3. It's the system I had. I and we didn't reviewed have that game yeah, quite a while back. That's right. So I was very excited to get <clears throat> to dive into this one. But uh, I've only really, when I got into my 20s, really experienced this game like it was it took me that long i just didn't have one until a super nintendo mm-hmm. until or had a way to play it until then yeah um i did have this game back when the super nintendo was still you know a modern system but i think i mentioned several times before we had the sega genesis first and we didn't get the super nintendo until at least one or two price drops so it was not a new game by any means when we got it it wasn't one of those i grew up like i don't remember not having the original Super Mario Brothers. But Super Mario World is one of those games I saw in the kiosks at stores. Yeah. And I remember just seeing Yoshi and the color of it and how vibrant it looked and really thinking it looked awesome. But it was years later when I finally got it. So I definitely have nostalgia for this game. Like the music brings back memories. But it's not quite... It's it's it's, it's that weird Twilight Zone. The not quite a boy, not yet a man, you know... <laughs> Where the memories are still strong. Yeah. But it's not quite like childhood nostalgia either. Yeah. So, yeah. But I've, I've said many times on this show that my thought was that this might be my favorite Mario game. And I was actually interested to get back into it in modern times and see if that holds true. You very much hinted at it yeah. a, a number of times. So let's, let's, Super Mario World, let's get into it. Yeah. So Johnny. Yes. This game being a launch title for the system. Being a launch title. Do you think graphically? Mm-hmm. So we're getting into graphics. Yeah. <laughs> graphics, hit the music. What a smooth transition. We're good at this. Yeah. It's like we've always done this forever. Yeah. And we didn't take a month to break it. It's like it. season two is new producers and new writers. <laughs> yes. That's what we, we fired do. our writers. <laughs> fired our writers. Yeah. We couldn't fire Chris. He's the only one who will put up with us. Yeah. So the production will sound great, but the actual show will be absolute dog yeah. trash. It's like the, 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 yeah, they keep the production values up, but something's just off. Yeah. That's, that's Retro Bliss season two. Yeah. So do you think the graphics succeeded being a launch title? And being Super Mario, basically. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it definitely shows off the extra eight eight bits. I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, just compare this to Mario Three. Yeah, just graphically, Which is one of the best looking. Yeah, NES games. and Mario Three to me still looks amazing to this day. Oh, still yeah. holds up. But this looks even better. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they went back and re-released the re- the original trilogy of Mario in the Super Nintendo graphics. Yeah, with the with the All Stars cart. So. Obviously, this looks amazing. It looks fantastic. It's bright, vivid colors. They really pop out at you at the screen. And if you just saw, if you're just walking by a kiosk, as you said, and you just saw Mario zipping across uh, this 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 beautiful this beautiful landscapes, you you have to play it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how this this it's perfectly done graphically to capture your eye. And say, I have to see what this is. I have to, I have to play yeah. this and see what this 
the next thing looks like and see what the next thing looks like. If you are a hardcore Nintendo kid and you grew up, Mario is one of your favorite games, which is the case for a lot of kids growing up in that era. And you were most excited because the new Nintendo system meant Mario is going to be big, big, back and better than ever. <laughs> Beat that out. <laughs> Beat that out, Chris. Going to be back and better than ever. And then you finally saw this game. I don't yeah. see how you would have been disappointed. Yeah, there's mean, no way. It's just, it's just exactly, um, exactly <laughs> what you would hope Super Mario would look like. Yes. And I, I know I read some like um, behind the scenes stuff with Miyamoto. And I think when they originally were putting this game together, it was sort of just like Mario Brothers 3, but 16-bit. And Miyamoto was quoted saying something along the lines of, it just feels the same. Like, it technically looks better, but it just feels just like Mario Brothers 3. Like, I guess the extra 8 bits didn't do for him what he thought it would. So they said, we have to make something new. Yeah. And we'll get into that with gameplay, but there's things about this game that is... An evolution of the platformer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like every Mario game, they always add new ideas to Mario yeah. to freshen him a little bit while kind of keeping the, the, his core intact. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I feel like they did in here. There's some, I mean, we'll get into it in gameplay, but they did some things in which I really think they took what the greatness they had in Mario 3 and expanded it upon that. Yeah. Just like yeah. when we eat Chinese food and we expand. Yes, outwardly. Just, yeah. <laughs> and in width. Yeah. Um, I mean... This game is going to get compared, for me, to Donkey Kong Country because it's two behemoth platform series yes. on the Super Nintendo. The difference being Donkey Kong Country revitalized the Super Nintendo and this one put it on the map. Um, I think they're they're both, though, vastly important to the history of Nintendo. Yes. So, If you were to compare it to Donkey Kong Country... Which I did, by the way, remember? I sent you a text when I was playing this. Oh, yeah. Because we both played this separate, and then we just now played it together. Uh, but I remember... Do you want to go... Let's go and get... you ready to get into gameplay? Why did graphics, music, then gameplay? Oh, let's get into music then. Okay. I don't mean to go out well, of your order here. Well, I was just going to say, graphically, it is kind of a simple-looking game, intentionally. But it's just like you take that original Mario Brothers and you make it super. I mean, I know that sounds obvious. <laughs> That's what they did, yeah. But it wasn't like um, doing some crazy effects or anything like some later games did. It's just like, we're going to make Mario look as solid as he can. Yeah. And I think it succeeds wildly based on that. I, I, there's only a few times where I kind of feel like it really, really, really pushes the system. Yeah. Graphically, there's other games in the, in the library of the SNES that really pushed it when it comes to, right. uh, what they call that, Mode 7 or whatever that thing's yeah. called. Uh, and they did kind of use that a, a couple times in this game, but they don't really go overboard like they're doing something. They're still figuring out the hardware at yeah. this point. Like yeah. it was, But that's not knocking it. This game no. still looks amazing. So, you want to get into music? Music, let's get into it! Um, I mean, it's Mario music, it's forgettable, right? <laughs> By that you mean, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's... You know, you know what I love about Mario games? I was thinking about this. When the first Mario game came out, that music is still iconic to this day. Mm-hmm. And any others, and I feel like any other series would have just taken the fact that that original theme is so iconic and just constantly just reuse it. Mm-hmm. But the Mario games seem to do a really good job of 
of re even reinventing the music in a way because I don't remember ever hearing that original theme in the music for this game. Mm-hmm. They kind of got their own. He's got his own music to it, and it just is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Especially for me, the ghost and the and the castle levels. The, that music yeah. is amazing. I love that those songs. You know, I was just listening again again today. I think the castle level might be my favorite music because it's actually doing a lot in the background. It's, yeah. It reminds me the most of the Donkey Kong Country series and that it kind of gets a little emotional almost. It really does. Sentimental. I'm not sure what the word is. It does it a is. really good job of adding a sense of dread in there. There's yeah. a sense of dread in that music there that just perfectly conveys the mood you should be feeling as you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. Man, they the music on this game is to me is just almost perfection. It uh, is, I yeah. really. I, I can't think of a single song on there that I didn't like. You know, Koji Kondo, Mario Brothers, and even Mario 3 and Legend of Zelda all get talked about a lot. I think Super Mario World almost gets overlooked because I think it's almost just as classic as those games. It's not as immediately hummable, but I think it's just as classic once you really but I still, it. But I'm still hearing the music in my head now. I am now. too, yeah, right so, now. It's, I mean, it's just incredible. I think I don't think anybody will listen to music and say, oh, it's not good. No, it's just, it's like immediately perfect for what it's showing. Yeah. Now, the one thing I'll say that I never thought about or realized when I was younger, and this is probably because it's a launch game from the Super Nintendo that is actually quite huge, but in my mind, there's like more music, but really, there's only a few main themes. Yeah, they, they get reused. Yeah. The, the, the standard <clears throat> above ground levels, I'm not sure what you call them, have that, the happy thing. It's kind of almost sounds like a piano playing in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. The vanilla dome levels and those cavern levels all have that same, which is actually fantastic. There's like reverb in it, so it sounds like you're in a cave. Yeah. The Donkey Kong Country series would do that years later, which sounded amazing. But it, I forgot how well that was done here yeah. by Mr. Kondo. I, I um, feel like a lot of things they did on this game, uh, Rare kind of looked at mm-hmm. as a as an example of what they really where they wanted to take Donkey Kong. I really think that's the case. And I guess we're kind of moving into gameplay. Gameplay? Gameplay. Let's get into it. <laughs> we're moving quickly into gameplay. Johnny is apparently paying me by the hour today, so he's trying to get through it quick. <laughs> uh, no, it's not that. I just really want to talk about gameplay. Okay. That's where this game shines. That That's... That was the thought I was about to have, though. If you think about all the other 16-bit platformers, all the other platformers of the era, really, I think only the DKC series capitalized on what Super Mario World created. In, in my opinion, unless I'm just not thinking of some, this is even this is even the Sonic series, which I love. They're beloved to me. But I would dare say the DKC and the in uh, the in the Mar- Super Mario World, when it comes to platforming what a platformer what the sheer definition of a platformer yeah. should be i would probably put those two games as my examples of that yeah uh, the platforming on this the text that i sent you was that i forgot how because it'd been it'd been a it'd been a few days quote unquote yeah since i played this and i forgot how precise the platforming gets on this one mm-hmm. and that really reminded me of dkc big mm-hmm. time and i forgot i mean it's, it takes how precise you had to be in Mario 3. There are some levels where you had to be precise there, too. But it takes that and just really, oh my gosh, ramps it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's certain times where, you're, if you've never played this before, you're going to lose some Marios. So, I'm going to say this. 
it's, it's almost something you can't say. You just have to experience it yourself. But this game, spoiler from my review, I guess, is the work of masters. And you figure that out as soon as you start realizing, holy crap, I'm not even thinking about the controls. Because yeah. they're perfect. They are perfection. Well, let's get into the controls. Okay. Because we, we kind of alluded to this earlier. This takes what Mario 3 did and really ramps it up more. Because now, well, let's just face it, the Super Nintendo controller adds two buttons. Four buttons if you count the shoulder pads. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. I always forget about those on that controller for some yeah. reason. Uh, but it adds more buttons to it, so there's more things you can possibly do with Mario. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. They added some new tricks to yeah. the to the pony here. Yeah. Speaking of pony, that's a bit of foreshadowing. Yes. For Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, Mario can always run and jump. And just like since the first one, if you hold down, it's the Y button in this one, I believe. Yeah, you just run faster. You run faster. Yeah. B jumps. But the, um, but the Mario games are also the reason why in other platformers, I always just hold run when it's possible. Yeah. Which is not always a great idea. No. Um... And that itself, before we get into all the other moves, because there's a lot, it just, it hit me when I was in the middle of some tricky part that I was getting frustrated with, and I realized there was nothing happening to me that wasn't 100% my fault, yeah. um, because it is so precise. Like, I don't even think, uh, who's Rockstar? Rockstar is probably one of the most talented and definitely the most successful game developers out there today. Right. And I might be wrong about this, but I think if you set the whole team at Rockstar, how many ever hundreds of people work there? Again, 10 people made Super Mario World. If you send the hundreds of people at Rockstar out, tell them you got five years and unlimited amounts of money to make a game that feels as tight in the control department at Super Mario World, not 100% sure they'd be able to do it. I, th- I it's think a special, it's a special spark, I think. I think they could, if we're just being fair and honest. But I understand your point. Your point is... I've never seen it. We'll put it that way. Your point is that magic happened here. Yes. It really is. A lot of things A lot of things in life that, to get a victory. Let's just call it this. To get a victory, you got to have things, A, going your way. you got to have the right people. And you got to have some luck on your side. And it's all got to mix together. And one, you got to put it in a cup and stir it up and see if you get the perfect drink, right? And that's kind of what happened here with Super Mario World. Like mm-hmm. we we took all the we got all these t- these ten people, mm-hmm. legends by the way. Some mm-hmm. of these are legends, and they 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 already had a good pedigree. The earlier Mario games, they mm-hmm. took that, and they just kind of mixed it all together. And they threw in some new ideas, and they just came out with the most perfect drink. Like I love Sprite. This came out a Sprite. <laughs> yeah, that's the most perfect soda. Yeah, it's just you think that the original Super Mario Brothers has perfect controls because it defined the platformer. Yeah. Then you put this up next to it. It's like, no, these are perfect controls. Yeah, these are even more perfect than those. And that's saying something. Right. Because the controls on Mario 1 and Mario 3, uh, Mario 2 is kind of its own beast. That's why I'm not even mentioning it. Yeah. But Mario 1 and Mario 3, and you compare this, the controls of this to those, I would say these are actually even tighter. That's pretty amazing because yeah. they were already dang good. Yeah, I guess my point is I, I don't think they could have sanded them down to make them any more perfect. I don't think they could refine them anymore. I don't, yeah. Like this was, now I'm not saying it's a perfect game. Let me be clear. I'm not yet saying it's my perfect platformer even, but I don't think that the controls for a platformer have ever been, went beyond this point. All right. So for you a can, 2D platformer. Right. So you can run and you can jump. What else can you do, Trevor? So, um, you can run, you can jump. If you press the A button, you do a spin jump, which blocks, 
It can kill certain enemies that a normal jump can't. It can knock out blocks. If you hold, this isn't that helpful, but if you hold the left bumper, you can kind of scroll the screen left. You hold the right bumper, you can scroll it right to get a little bit better view. Um, but more importantly, of course, you still got fireballs if you collect those. But this added, they took out the raccoon tail and added something else. The feather. Which, they took the idea of the, um, I forget, what's that raccoon suit? suit. Thank you. The, that idea, and they kind of said, hey, let's make Mario a superhero. Yeah, so Mario's Superman. Yeah, so he Didn't puts know. on a cape. The, the flower, the flower, goodness gracious. The, um, feather. the feather, thank you. <laughs> uh, he, uh, gives you a, a superhero cape. I don't know why those things are related. Nope. But, but they doesn't are. Doesn't make sense, does it? <laughs> not to me. Huh. Maybe it's something I'm just not thinking of. Uh, but, and then you get this cape, and, uh, now you can technically fly, or like a flying squirrel. Technically, you just kind of can glide. Yeah, like, like a flying squirrel. That's a good, yeah. Uh, so you can run. And while you're running, if you press the jump button with the cape on, you'll soar through the air. You can kind of do a slow descent by pressing back or press forward to sort of dive towards the ground. Or I think it's is it like down and B does a dive bomb yeah. and crushes enemies all around you. If you keep this cape on, you can just soar through some levels without much effort. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. It, it's, it sort of works, to get started, it works the same way as a Tanuki suit does. Uh, but the thing about this one is, like, you can just go, if you keep going, rocking back and forth on your D-pad, you can take out a whole level easily. Yeah. I think. Uh, and, of course, that's also a way where you find extras. And this game, uh, OMG, the extras they put in this game, there's hidden secrets in this game flipping everywhere. They took yeah. what they did with Mario 3 where they had some secrets, and they said, you know what? Yeah. Uh, let's uh, quadruple that. <laughs> So what is like, it feels like half the levels have multiple ways out. Yeah. Like multiple exits. Yeah, there's secret exits on quite a few yeah. of the levels here. And if you want 100% this game, you, you have to find those. So the, I think I'll go through just the names of the levels here in a minute. But do we want to mention the other like, let's mention the big gameplay yes, change. The big changer is Yoshi. Who is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first time in the second level on Yoshi's Island, that world. And hitting that thing, getting that egg, and getting on Yoshi. It's like riding a pony who yeah. has a massive tongue. <laughs> yeah, and what's even greater about this is the controls are just as tight when you have yeah. Yoshi as it is when you don't. Yet it doesn't feel like you're still controlling Mario. It feels different. Yeah. But they're just as good. Right. That's crazy. Um, Yoshi's just great. Uh, I read, again, this was going to be a Blitzquiz question, but it's not, that Miyamoto wanted to include Yoshi much, much earlier but the the confines of those of the NES just didn't allow for it. Yeah, um, and he is sort of a, a mix of a dinosaur. He always wanted Mario to have a dinosaur friend and a horse because Miyamoto was watching westerns, and he was also a horse rider apparently. Oh, okay. So if you notice when you ride Yoshi, he like has a saddle and he kind of looks like a pony. Yeah. So that's not an accident. But Yoshi just adds a whole new gameplay element. Definitely does. It's kind of like having, I mean, I hate to compare it to Sonic because I know they're mortal enemies, but, well, they're really not anymore. No. but They're, they're technically on the same side now. In a way, you can think of Yoshi as a much cooler bubble than Sonic because the bubble gives you an extra hit. When you get hit with Yoshi, you don't die. Yoshi just runs away. Yeah. But you can catch him. But you can catch him if he doesn't fall into a pit or something. And what does that remind you of from a certain monkey-related series? Yeah, just like the animals like that they're riding. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. run away, but you can still catch them. Yep. Definitely was taken from here. Um, 
And like I said, he can, first of all, he can jump on a lot of enemies that Mario couldn't crush. He can also suck enemies down. That sounds bad. <laughs> How do y'all see say it? He takes his tongue. He, he, he consumes them. them. He consumes the enemies. But if they like have a, a shell or a hard part to their body. He'll like, either spit out the shell or turn them into fire. Yeah. Like he can hold it in his mouth and then you shoot them out, it does something. And some of them actually give him the power of flight. I was such an ignorant preteen, however old I was when I played this game. And you've grown up since then. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I did not realize, for example, if you hold a blue shell in your mouth, Yoshi has wings. Yeah. I just thought it was random. I can't believe I didn't know that until recently. It's color-coded. It is, yeah. If you hold a yellow shell in your mouth, you do like a ground pound kind of thing with Yoshi. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's just really cool. Um, but, of course, Yoshi can't go with you everywhere. Like, if you have to climb a vine, you have to leave Yoshi behind. Or you, or, or the, all the castle levels, yeah. you can't take Yoshi with you. Which was so clever. Yeah. Like, they, I know they did it for gameplay reasons, but it made you feel naked when you had to go in without Yoshi. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's technically an extra hit you can take. Yeah. And then they take that away for those I always levels. felt more confident with Yoshi. Which same. Which is such a cool feeling. Yeah, same. Uh, and, and just think, this game is so iconic that now nobody thinks of Mario without Yoshi. Because mm-hmm. it, it feels like Yoshi was, al- was always there. Yeah. Now, if there's a Mario game, like Mario Kart, there's going to be Yoshi. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah even uh, uh, Mario Odyssey, the most recent one. When I finally got Yoshi, it's like, okay, now it's complete. Because they don't give you Yoshi right away in that game. Um, as far as the gameplay itself, do you want me to start going through some of the worlds? Yeah, let's do it. So, the game has 72 levels. But the front of the box actually says explore nine worlds with 96 levels. I think maybe it's including the levels with alternate exits. Uh, or is it also including the, the, the secrets? I'm sure it's including those. Yeah. In any case, there's a large number of levels. It's a bunch. And um, Did we read the story of the game yet? Oh, that'd be a thing. You want to do that real quick? Let's, yeah. Let's read the story first because Trevor has the manual. Yeah. And then let's dive into the, what these levels are called. So Super Mario World. Um... I have the actual manual for the game. I'm trying not to drop things. <laughs> Professional podcaster. So, this is actually a pretty cool little story, which I never had the manual growing up, so I didn't know this. After saving the Mushroom Kingdom from Bowser and the rest of the Koopas in Super Mario 3, Mario and Luigi need to recuperate from their adventures. Together, they agreed that the best place to vacation was a magical place called Dinosaur Island. I even said it wrong. And I burped. <laughs> Dinosaur Land. <clears throat> I don't know why I said island. The burp was throwing you off. It is kind of an island, though. Anyways. But while Mario and Luigi reclined on the beach for a relaxing nap, Princess Toadstool disappeared, apparently seized by evil forces. By the way, none of this whatsoever is in the game. No. You wouldn't know this if you didn't have the manual. Because it I- just literally just starts you on the world map. Yeah. Yeah. After searching for hours for their missing friend, Mario and Luigi came upon an enormous egg in the forest. Suddenly, the egg hatched, and out popped a young dinosaur named Yoshi, who proceeded to tell Mario and Luigi a sad tale of how his dinosaur pals were sealed in similar eggs by a group of monstrous turtles. Monstrous turtles, exclaimed Luigi. Bowser and his bunch have returned. Mario slowly nodded his head in agreement, and along with Luigi and Yoshi, set off across dinosaur land to find the princess and to free Yoshi's friends. As they began their journey, Yoshi handed Mario a beautiful cape. This may help you, Yoshi said. Some say it has magical powers. 
I like how Yoshi just speaks in full sentences. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I don't it? think that was ever a thing. No, it wasn't. <laughs> With a little luck and help from a magic cape, our hardy crew can defeat the seven worlds of Bowser's crazy Koopa critters. Many locations are well hidden, so explore everything and try everything. Not all locations have to be explored to rescue the dinosaurs and save Princess Toadstool. But there are many starry treasures to be found Ooh. in far-reaching places. Nice. You'll need to search all areas to find out what kinds of treasures are there in Super Mario World. And this manual actually is really great about telling you everything you could want to know. Yeah, so one of the things that really fascinates me, and I don't think I put it together until later in, in my life, is that there are more than just Yoshis as dinosaurs in this game. Yeah. You actually run into a... Uh, it looks like a Triceratops type thing, and there's a couple others. But that's that's the part that really stunned me, because I do remember this the first land that you're in being called Dinosaur... I think the first one's called Dinosaur Island. That's probably where you're getting yeah, it from. Yeah, it is, yeah. And I was like, well, Yoshi's really the only dinosaur. And technically, every castle that you defeat, you're actually saving Yoshi eggs. Yeah. Or dinosaur eggs, whatever they are, that, that haven't hatched It's kind of like saving toadstools in the first game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so... As you as you work your way up to Bowser, so uh, and as a kid who loved dinosaurs, I think I missed out on this part of this game. That they kind of yeah. put two things that I love, Mario and dinosaurs, and put them together. Yeah. So the level types, the way I see it, and you can let me know if you see it differently, and I'll read the actual world names. The level types are your standard open levels, and these are the ones with the happy piano music that sort of take the place of all the yeah. above ground levels in the original Mario Brothers. Then you have the cavernous levels, which are Vanilla Dome are sort of the first ones, but there's other ones too. Right. Um, then you have the ghost houses. Yep. Which are really just a brand new thing to this game that feel different. Then you have the castles. And I think that's pretty much all the archetypes. There, there's underwater levels. You're right. There are underwater levels. Yeah. yeah. But there's not as many as you would think. There's only, no, actually only a, hand, a small handful, and most of them are hidden, per what I remember. I think most people didn't like those levels as much, and they knew it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, the worlds. There's seven main worlds, plus two secret worlds. Um, you start out on Yoshi's Let Island. Let me ask you this. The two secret worlds, did you know about those until later in life? Because I didn't. I, no, no. I didn't know about them at all. I'm no. being very honest. There's no way I would discover them on my own either. Yeah, same. I'll get how you unlock those, but it's not easy. Uh, but Yoshi's Island is where you start. Um, and these levels are all easy breezy. They're the levels you might be going back to to get more lives and things. They're, they're, really, they're a perfect introduction to this yeah. game. They really are. Um, then you go to Donut Plains, which is also, it's got some tougher levels. you got more tricky, like, uh, platforms and things. And it's also where they start adding in the secrets. They really, yeah. really start, there's extra exits on a couple of these levels. So when you're playing the game, and I didn't know this either, again, st stupid, stupid child. Um, every time a world on the world map, a level is red, yeah. it means there's multiple exits from that level. And sometimes that's the only way to get to some of the bonus levels. Um, then you got Vanilla Dome, where it's all underground levels, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like you're pretty much in a cave, a yeah. giant cave. Uh, then they count World Four as twin bridges, which is literally just one level on a bridge. I think it's called Cheese Bridge. Yeah, I, I always I didn't really count that as anything different personally. But there's a second bridge called Butter Bridge. Yeah, that you got a it's a secret one. Which I don't think I've ever unlocked that. I'll be honest with you, I don't know why I just haven't. Um, then you have the Forest of Illusion. Yeah, I definitely remember the Forest. Which... Because that's where those, um, 
what are those things called? It looks like a centipede or whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah, the angry caterpillar yeah, well, things. Well, they're not angry until you jump on them. Yeah. And then they get really mad. Uh, they, I like these levels overall. I remember it being really hard. Like, they make a big deal about it's the forest of illusion. Just figuring out how to progress is supposed to be tricky. But playing it again as an adult just yesterday, um, I didn't think it was too tricky. Like, basically, you just have to find the secret keys, but they're not that well hidden in this game. Yeah, part. when I was playing by myself, this is the level that I got to. And, this, and I didn't, and the only reason it finishes, I just I just didn't finish it. It wasn't because it, yeah. I thought it was too hard. Uh, but it, it is, it does call for some precise moments, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, but once you do that, it is, it's called the Force of Illusion. You can't just, this is the one spot in the game where you can't just plow straight through the levels. You actually have to find, I think, the secret exits. But again, it's not, they're not really that well hidden in this one. So I don't think it's a big deal. Like, I don't think you're going to get hung up here for a long time. And if you get past that, you get to Chocolate Island, which, I'll just be honest, it's just really, really tough levels here. Yeah. And here's where I think it's worth mentioning. There's these Switch Palaces, four of them in the game. The first one is the yellow one, and it's, you go left on the map screen, and it's right there. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, they, they, it's a givey. They just give yeah. you that one, basically. And what that means is all the spaces that are yellow in the game, they'll fill it in with yellow blocks. Right. It'll make some jumps easier. You might have certain power-ups. But there's also a green, a red, and a blue Switch Palace, which are much harder to find. And here in the Chocolate Island levels is where some of the levels are so hard. I just discovered this yesterday, playing, trying to play through the game. Uh, you're going to hope you have those Switches. Yeah, because they're, they're Mario savers. Yes. For sure. For example, there's I remember specifically this one level in this world where there's these hard jumps and there's things trying to crush you. And then there's enemies that are trapped by the green and red blocks because you hit the switch palaces earlier in the game. But they would be out roaming around if you hadn't done that. Yeah. Um, then, sorry, did you have something? No, I was agreeing with you. That's uh, why I said, yeah. 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 Speak when spoken to. <laughs> Smack. Then you have the Valley of Bowser, which is, quote unquote, the last world in the game. Yeah. Uh, wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Pretty tricky levels there. Uh, when I was playing the game yesterday, I didn't plan to beat the game. And I didn't realize how much I had left as far as the secret worlds. But I was getting so close that I decided I wanted to try to beat it. But on the next to last level, it's just a hard level. Um, there's several wor- levels in this game that um, are auto-scrolling levels. Yeah. And there's these things you have to ride. It's sort of Donkey Kong Country's minecart levels are the most similar thing. And it's always over lava. Personally, and I'm biased, I guess, but I really prefer the minecart levels. It's really weird because I'm the other way around. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> These are more deliberate and slow paced. Yeah. But I think that makes me nervous. <laughs> like the minecart levels, you just got to go with it. These uh, floating platforms move so slow that they really throw me off. But anyway, that's where I made it to, right before Bowser's Castle. But if you beat Bowser, that's not the end. That's right. Because there's the... Do you want to explain how the Star World works? That's World 8. There's plenty... There's a number of times as you're going through the game where if you know where to go, you will find a special key that will unlock the star levels. There's five different ones, is that right? Yeah. I believe so. And you got to find five of those hidden star level keys to complete that. And then once you... You can go to any of those at any time once you've completed it. Technically, you can go as you're going to because we played that one today already. Yeah. Uh, you can go into the star level and play all those levels, and each one of those also has 
hidden exits, mm-hmm. and those hidden exits lead to an even another super special. I think yeah. it's like eight levels after that that you didn't even know were there. It's called the special zone. Yeah, and uh, they're all just little extra. There's so much content here. It yeah. is it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's overflowing with content. When I was, I mean, I played the game a lot yesterday because I was off, and I ended up just spending a lot of time with it. But I was still like, oh, well, this game's not as huge as I thought because I'm on the next to last level. And then I realized I'm really not even close because there's so many secret levels to unlock. And what's really wild is I actually watched a guy, I watched a playthrough. Oh my gosh. Pausing now for Trevor's phone ringing. It's a telemarketer. Continue. Okay. All right. Uh, Oh, man. What was that? Oh, so did you see what happens after you've actually beaten everything? No. All right. So the only reason I know, it's not because I did it. I watched somebody on YouTube do it. Yeah. It actually changes the overall color of the world. It actually goes into like a darker color. Oh, the whole game? Yeah, because uh, huh. he went right after he beat it, uh, and he re- and he went right, right uh, back into it. You know, you get that overall view where like he's looking at Dinosaur Island, and you know how yeah. bright and colorful it is at first. It made it look like it was like fall time or something instead of being nice and springtime. Yeah, so it's pretty wild. That looking. is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it makes the levels any different. He didn't. I didn't watch past yeah. that. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about how much they had to be rushing to get this game out, and this blew my mind. Two things that blew my mind. I could have came up with eight Blitz Quiz questions for this because this is so interesting. But two more things that ended up not being in the Blitz Quiz. Mimoto, there's two things about this game that kind of, I think, are crazy. First, he admitted that it was rushed at the end and they wish they had more time for it, which kind of blows my mind because this seems like anything but a rushed game. <laughs> yes, yeah, I was about to say. I mean, how do you get this many secrets in a game that you're yeah. trying to push out for launch? Could you imagine if he felt he had as much time as he needed? Yeah. What he would have done? But the second thing, even with that being said, is this is his personal favorite Mario game. This is Miyamoto's favorite. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was cool. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's 72 actual levels or 96, like the box says. But in any case, even given that some of the levels are quite short once you know what you're doing, even given that, the fact that some of the levels are so tricky just to unlock to begin with, the secret levels... This game has plenty of replay value. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not to mention the fact, like, every single Mario game before it, you're going to be replaying the same levels and having fun anyways. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Are, we, are we ready for final scores, then? I kind of think we are. We're there. I mean, without just going through every level in detail and boring everybody, I think we might as well. So let's do it. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Do you need time? I could go either way, honestly. <laughs> I'm always, it's funny, I'm always curious about what you're going to say, but I don't know why, because I don't think I let it affect my score, but I'm always curious about what you're going to say. So I can go first then, if that's... Uh, I'll, I'll just do it. I always make you go first, it's not okay. fair. So, because, yeah, okay. I'll take a little more, tar- more time with my review, because I've been building up this game for a long time. We've now covered both of the Donkey Kong Country games that I personally have nostalgia for, and now we've covered Super Mario World, which to me, and we covered Sonic 2. To me, those are the the amazing classic platformers from my childhood, um, and I am I'm going to compare this directly to Donkey Kong Country. So the first couple of things this has over Donkey Kong Country is it came out some four years earlier. I think it's about four years. Um, it has that over Donkey Kong Country. It's also um, a much uh, more substantial experience than the original Donkey Kong Country, which I think was roughly 30 levels. Uh, This one is way over that. 
although the levels are shorter overall, if, if there's just a lot more to it. I think Donkey Kong Country 2 almost pulled more from Super Mario World than the original did, where it just really added a lot more meat to the bones. And I'm comparing them because, not that it doesn't matter which one's better, they're both amazing series to me, but I think maybe I have kind of a unique experience in that I love Mario, I'm a huge Mario fan, but I also have such a love for DKC 1 and 2 that I actually don't know, like, can I objectively say, is Super Mario World better than DKC 2? I guess that's the question. Because I actually rated DKC 2 a 10, uh, whereas originally I rated a 9.5. And I personally feel like the gameplay, music, and graphics of DKC 2 matched Super Mario World tit for tat. Which is amazing, which it's amazing because I just said that these this game has the perfect controls. However, I almost feel like Super Mario World might be less objective. In other words, I could see how Johnny, for example, doesn't feel like the controls of DKC2 are perhaps quite as perfect. Although I feel like they are, because they're different. But these controls, I feel like, are almost objectively perfect. And in a platformer, there's nothing that matters more than that. The level designs are perfect. I don't personally find them as interesting as DKC or DKC2, but that's almost more of a visual thing. Um, but when you actually get down to it, these level designs are just masterful. They're just perfect. Um, the music, you know, I appreciate DKC2 has a lot bigger variety. There's, It seems like there's a song for every level, practically, which isn't quite true, but there's a lot. Super Mario World is much more limited, but it is so perfect. It's classic in all the best ways. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is, to me, they are different games. And they're only really similar in the fact that they are platformers made, made by masters at the height of their game. I guess the linking factor is Miyamoto. He didn't have much to do with the DKC games, but it was his character, Donkey Kong. So that, there's the linking factor, I guess. <laughs> Um, and with that being said, I feel like we played a lot of classic games lately, and the 10 is starting to feel less special than it was, but that's only because we finally decided to start covering amazing games. And I gotta give Super Mario World a 10. Like, I don't, I don't think it would make sense to go less than that. The, the 10 was designed, if you're a platform fan, the 10 was designed for games like this, because they just don't get much more perfect. I don't know that I actually enjoy it as much as DKC2, but it's really close. But I think I think DKC2 still gives me slightly more joy. But they don't get any more perfect than this, so it's got to be a 10 for me. As approved as approved can be. Okay, I'm not going to talk near as much as you did, because uh, that was a lot. i got another paragraph here. Um, <laughs> I can't argue with anything you said, though. Uh, it's, uh, if, if we're just going to compare it to DKC2, me personally... Me personally... While I see what you're saying about DKC, DK, goodness Dairy gracious, Queen. about Dairy Queen, <laughs> about DKC too, and I can't say that you're wrong. I prefer Mario World over it, just personally. Oh yeah, it's all I feel fun. I feel the controls while on both are very good and precise. To what for whatever reason, I feel they're a little. I feel more heavier and sluggish playing DKC too. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I was going to think it was the opposite. No, I feel I feel way more. 
like nimble huh. in Mario World. For me, that's how huh. it feels to me. Uh, and I and I always felt like the level designs in Mario World were better. Were there were way more variety in it than in DKC. Really, that's what I feel. But I might just be my bias coming in because I've always that's just funny, loved Mario. On those two specific points, I feel just the opposite. And ain't that weird? Because really when you were saying that, I was like, I, yeah. I don't know if I. It's kind of weird. It's it? funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that being said, both games are, are obviously phenomenal. So as for Super Mario World on its own, uh, man, it's it's the legend and it lives up. Still holds up today. I mean, you already know I'm gonna be I'm gonna improve this too. You gave it a ten. That is incredible so in my mind i wasn't comparing this to dkc2 though there's no reason to i, I was, was comparing this to mario 3 yeah my, makes a lot more sense yeah my personal favorite mario game is mario 3 that's the one i have the most experience with growing up it's the one that was in my life as a kid so that's the one that i truly truly love i have pure uh, nostalgia for it or nostalgia for it mm-hmm. <sighs> i'm going to give super mario world a nine and a half I feel it's very, very good. I think it's... Did I give Mario 3 a 10? If I didn't, I also gave I don't it a 9. I know it was close. It was a close. It was at least a 9. You're very unpredictable with your 10s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at least in the 9s, though, at the very oh, least. Yeah. It was probably a 10. I'm going to put this up there with it. The only reason I'm not giving it a 10 is because... And it's not this game's fault. I just didn't grow up with it. And I don't have the the memories of it, the fondness yeah. of it, just because I didn't get to play it near as much as a kid. I always wanted to play it a lot as a kid. I just didn't get the chance yeah. or opportunity to. Uh, so I hold Mario 3 higher than it purely because of that. That's the only reason. And it's not even this game's fault. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to give us a 9.5. I can easily be talking to a 10 because everything you said is so true. The music and the and the just... Man, you can just see masters at work. I think it's the best way to describe this. Yeah. We kind of alluded to that. The uh, These games... The 16-bit platform games that you mentioned, the Sonics, uh, these, this Mario, and the Donkey Kong Countries. This is if you want to see what when you let creative masters just have control over something and what they can make and what mm-hmm. greatness they can do, you look at these games. In my yeah. opinion, so I'm gonna give us nine and a half with the uh, with with caveat. with the caveat of I can go up to a ten easily. Uh, heck, if you rounded it up, it would be anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> Nine and a half and a ten, one hundred percent retroblist approved. I think everybody kind of knew who this was going to be. Yeah. This is no shocking news. Yeah. Uh, what is this game going for? I don't think it's that expensive. I didn't look it up, but it's in the twenty dollars neighborhood, and you can definitely find it for less if you look. Yeah. And also, obviously, they re-released the crap out of this game, so yeah. uh, you, you can find it many different ways. Uh, let me go and tell you: if you don't have a SNES Classic, I feel like this is good enough reason to go and pick one up because uh, I actually played the game half through on my SNES Classic. Then I picked up on a save file on my actual Super Nintendo um, to continue it. And it plays great both ways. Like the SNES Classic, Donkey Kong Country is also on the SNES Classic. And I feel like it's just that tiny bit, tiny bit less than what the actual cartridge is. But Super Mario World, I think, survives 100%. It is great on the SNES Classic. The controls are one for one perfect. And it looks really good on HDTV. So... I say pick up SNES Classic if you don't already have one. If you if you want to experience Super Mario World, if you're like most people and have a modern TV, it is the way to play the game because you still get that classic Super Nintendo controller. Yeah, right. Um, and you can find those things in stores all day long now. Yeah. So Retro Blast approved. If for whatever reason you haven't played this game, find a way to play it. Yeah, that's all there is to it. All right, Trevor. I think it's time for us to bring in some. What do you think? Some uh, fan feedback. Feedback. 
All right, so if you go to, I'm, uh, I just went and did Instagram first. Oh, okay. So do you want to do uh, Facebook? Sure. All right, so <laughs> so if you go to Instagram City and you say, "Hey, I need to get my retro bl- uh, blessed blessed retro." If you go to retro blessed on <laughs> Instagram, you'll be retro blessed. So please do that. Uh, we have some feedback on our warp zone graphics. Our buddy Mike, go check out his artwork, please. Because uh, it's pretty awesome. He actually just posted a, a Mario and a Luigi that were freaking great. Mm. So uh, maybe my favorite platformer ever. As you guys know, I'm never, I've never been a huge fan of the genre. I shouldn't even read this before, but after I said that, he wanted us to pronounce it that way, so it worked out. <laughs> uh, but this game was so undeniably good, it transcended that. I loved it. I only owned like eight games for the SNES, and this was easily one of my favorites. Sean CV79 said. I still play this game regularly when I have some time to kill, or realistic, or realistic games just aren't doing anything for me. Excuse me. Disgusting. <laughs> Who are we? What does anybody listen? To? What do they want us back? We're gross human beings. That's what we are. <laughs> I listen to, I listen to so many podcasts, and none of them do that. None of them burp on there, and if they do, they're fine. I don't understand. I don't understand how they don't. <laughs> I think we're just sick. It just. <laughs> All right, uh, strip mahjong, which is the best way to play mahjong, mm-hmm. says so awesome. You guys are continuing the show. I was a Sega kid growing up, me too, but I still have a really strong memory of this game. My mom used to shop at Sears back in the day. Oh, I remember Sears. Oh yeah, and I remember there was a SNES demo station there, both before and after the system came out with Super Super mm-hmm. Super Super Mario World in it. So naturally. I'd park my butt in front of it and play as much as I could before she was done shopping. It was there for quite a while. For that reason, this game gives me the nostalgia fuzzies, even though I never actually owned it until a year or two ago. Isn't that pretty amazing? I have such vivid memories of those kiosks, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember playing Mario World for sure. I remember playing one of the Twisted Metal games in one before. Yeah. There are all kinds of ones I remember. Uh, I still haven't managed to beat it yet due to a bad case of the sucks. <laughs> I got stuck in World Eight somewhere. This is this is not an easy game. No, it really not. isn't. I would dare say in the Mario games up till then it was by far the most the, the toughest. I feel like it's not to bring this game up again. But I feel like it wasn't as tough as DKC. Do you agree with that? Well, oh yeah, it's I agree DKC with that. Two, anyways. I agree with that, but I'm but saying it's pretty tough. But I'm saying in the just in Mario platformers. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty tough. Uh, I should probably get back to that and finish it before the battery dies. Uh, N. Miller M. Plus said, I said that beautifully, I had an NES, but not an NES, a Super NES back in the day. I grew up in low-income housing and would escape to my friend Mike's. He had a quote-unquote normal single-family home whose home backed up to my street. Super Mario World was a reprieve from the daily drive-by shootings. Now, this is a terrible growing up. <laughs> I can't relate to this at all, so I guess we're lucky. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a stretch, as my housing unit was in a suburb of St. Paul, Minnesota. Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> not as bad then. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> my nostalgia is strong with this game. I own a physical copy and also have the SNES Classic, which is the platform I'm mostly used to play it on. I uh, used to play it. I must admit, my, my 12 and 10-year-old kids are better at the game than I am. <laughs> that happens, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, younger people are just better at games than I am nowadays, yeah. and it's very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even my... F- <coughs> Excuse me, goodness. I'm getting choked up at this. Even my five-year-old is getting good at it. Though I am mediocre at best, I think this is one of the greatest platformers. 
We are all blessed that the retro game reviewing rednecks <laughs> are going to give us their expert opinion on this classic piece of art. We get called that a lot. I know it's our accents. Yeah. But I really want I really want to know what people actually think that me and you do like for like just during our normal days. Yeah. And see how rednecky they think it is. Yeah. I don't think I do anything that would be considered rednecky except no. for to speak like this. Yeah, I think it's the only thing we really do. I mean, I don't like, I don't care about trucks. I don't no. care about any of that stuff. I don't go hunting and fishing. I don't do that either. So. I only like NASCAR if it's NASCAR 98 on PlayStation. Yeah, that's by far the best NASCAR. <laughs> so, on our Facebook page, go there. Um, since or be square. Yeah. Since Retro Bliss isn't dead, you should go to Facebook and join the community there. We have fun on there. Um, Keith Jones says, ha ha, can't wait for this episode. I've never played Super Mario World. Let that sit in for a second. That astounds me. Who is this? Keith Jones. Keith, what's up? Keith. This is blowing my mind. All right, so I gotta let this sink in. All right. right. Because by the time we were finished with Mario All-Stars, Batman Forever. Okay, I gotta stop you there again. (laughs) I hope he meant Batman Returns. Keep reading it. I gotta read this minutes, guys. Mortal Kombat 3. NBA Jam, and a heap of others were available. Just by chance, I got a copy the day you announced the new episode, so I can't wait to have it explained to me. So I'm very curious what he thinks. Keith, uh, please, whenever you listen to this, go back and play the game, and just let us know your thoughts. I'm very curious what, yes. if you've never experienced it, what you would think of it today. I'm very curious about this. And really, let us know, do you mean yeah. the Batman Forever for Super Nintendo <laughs> that we infamously reviewed on the show? Because that game's horrible. Please tell me you did not skip Super Flippin' Mario World for Batman Forever. I hope you did more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for I mean, even if, Keith, even if you don't like it, please tell us that you didn't like it. I'm just very curious. Like, yeah. be very honest with what you feel when you play it. So, uh, Michael Thompson said, firstly, glad to have you guys back. Oh, thank you. Infrequent Trump's, sorry to use that word, gone. I don't know what he's getting at there. No, no idea. <laughs> he's not even an American. He's making fun of our situation. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that bad? I, I, this this is going to be really bad. Okay. I have no idea who the, I don't even know if they have presidents. <laughs> I have no idea who the prime leader is in Australia. The prime leader. <laughs> the prime leader. That's like a Dalek thing. I'm Anyways, look I'm looking it up. Prime Minister, probably. I'm not sure. Yet, everyone knows who our president is because of the situation we're in. Yeah. It's just funny. You gotta laugh. Yeah, we don't, uh, do, we don't do politics on this show. No, no, it's just... But I know You what can't mean. get away yeah. from the media circus. I mean, it just is what it is. Does Australia have prime ministers? Uh, anyways, on to the game. This is my favorite Mario of all time. They have a prime minister, according right. to Google. I bet you his name is Chuck Woolery. Isn't that a game show yeah. host? <laughs> so I want to continue with this thought for Michael Thompson because you remember Michael Thompson. Obviously, he's from Australia, and very much was more about Sega and Alex Kidd um, than Nintendo and Mario. So I think this is interesting. His thoughts on Super Mario World. He said it's his favorite Mario of all time. He never played them at the time because he was a PC kid. But this is the whole reason I bought the SNES Classic. Scott Morrison. Okay, I knew that. Yeah, and it's a masterpiece. Except for that dang underwater level. To heck with that level. Outside of that, great game. So yeah, it sounds like we have multiple fans who are experiencing this game on the SNES Classic. And I'm very happy that it does it justice. Uh, Daniel Chavez says, This was the very first video game I ever played. Wow. Man, that makes me feel old. 
<laughs> that's like, this was Super Mario World. <laughs> well, his brother Chris, uh, who's our producer, that's winky wink wink. Yeah. He has a, he he's he's actually I think he's older than me, but only by like a couple of years at the most. So don't feel too bad. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, Daniel just didn't play games until. Maybe that's true. No. He's probably busy beating up kids like us that are playing games. He's taking our lunch money. Yep. That being said, this is also the best Mario game in my opinion. Just played it again recently, and everything from the graphics to the music still hold up. I remember it taking us months trying to figure out every secret key, finishing Star Road, and completing the bonus levels to change the world appearance. So he's a better man than us. And that was before the internet, kids. Well, let's be fair. It doesn't take a lot to, no, to be better men than us. I mean, I could go on forever. <laughs> Do you not burp on a mic? You're a better, better man, man than us. <laughs> you know, some of you don't know what it's like to uh, to burp on a mic every day. Yeah. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I mean, I could go on forever. But what do the newly resurrected, resurrected official voices of retro gaming have to say? Also, super glad you guys are back. So, I don't think I ever said I was too busy being a dummy compared to Donkey Kong. Do I still think this is the best Mario game? Ooh. To me, this is the best 2D Mario game. Ooh. And possibly best Mario game, period. But you still got Mario 64, which is amazing. The Mario Galaxy games are amazing. Oh, man. And Mario Odyssey is honestly amazing. Oh, man. This is so tough for me. That's tough. <laughs> this is, that's tough. Are best and favorite two different things? I think they can be. Because I'm thinking they are. Like your nostalgia from... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I'm going to... It'll come down to three in this one for me, obviously. Yeah. And, man, I just have more nostalgia with three. But I can see the argument of this one being... Technically, the better game. After spending the last two days with it, I'm confident saying this is the best 2D Mario game ever made. It's almost hard to compare it. I mean, Mario 64 changed the world when it came out. You see, see, my issue is up. See, the problem is though, because here's a spoiler alert: the next game we're covering is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. Yeah, for the same system. Uh, is that the best beat 'em up Ninja Turtle game? See, I'm going to have it down to that one in three. We'll answer it next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll find whatever out. Whatever that is next year. Or whatever. <laughs> it won't be next week, but it'll be, no. it'll be in the near future. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Because I still want to cover Mario 64 on the show down the road. I think if, you're, I think if you're holding a gun to my head, Trevor, please get that gun off my head. Nope. I would say yes, it is. You heard it here. Super Mario World, best Mario game. So, Bradley Michael Boson says, Honestly, did not spend much time on this one or remember much of it. Spent most of my time on the SNES playing Sunset Riders and Mega Man X series. Hoping a review jogs my memory. See, that just amazes me that anyone like wouldn't have much memories of this game. Have we covered Sunset Riders yet? No, we need to. Yeah, it's definitely one of our Fantastic list. game. I mean, or is we'll find it? out. <laughs> so, wow, we had a lot of comments on this game. I'll try to hurry up. Yeah, keep going. Same Timmy like- Mac said, you guys are cool. Bye. All right. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, Timmy Mac, my favorite podcast is back. Thank you, guys. I remember. Oh, what podcast is that? It's Genesis Gems. No. Oh, he's <laughs> talking about us. Oh. Uh, I remember borrowing, quote unquote, and SNES from my sister and brother-in-law back in 92. The system that became mine that Christmas. The only game I had for the longest time was Super Mario World, and I played the heck out of it. It took the groundwork of Super Mario Brothers 3 and improved it. The overall map, level design, colorful graphics, music, and gameplay, all excellent. The fact that this was a packing title with a SNES was incredible. I gotta say, I agree. Like, what an amazing packing title. Yeah. Uh, not only an amazing game, but showed off the power of the system. 
The SNES is my favorite console of all time, and this game is one of the reasons why. My favorite memory is the first time I played this, sorry, the first time I played this with my now wife. The SNES was her first system and had both Super Mario World and Star Fox. We played through this game together a few times, but the first time I watched her beat all those crazy bonus levels was like radical and such. I'd never had 100% completion, but we had together. So much can be said, and I can't wait to hear what you guys think. So, I'm being inspired by our fans to try to 100% this game. Because it's definitely something I've never done. Yeah, for sure. Steve Nick says, my mind's not going to blow itself. Still want to... What? <laughs> it is what it is, okay? I get it. I'm going to start using that soon. Yep. Still one of my favorites. Not just because Cape Flight makes mincemeat of many levels. And Blue Yoshi making skies friendlier too. Rich VD says, glad to have you guys back. Infrequent Trumps. Here's another person <laughs> saying the same thing. Infrequent Trumps gone. Is he from America? And then he said, make podcasts great again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got two Trump references. Uh, and I think he, he, he is from America. This is as political as we'll ever get. Yeah. It's just mentioning I just think it's funny. Yeah. I don't have a political bone in my body. <laughs> you know, like... Um, I don't know where this I is going. I would saying this. <laughs> you know okay. the Godzilla movie nobody liked from like 2000, somewhere around there, that we yeah. saw in the theater? Yeah, where the storm hit. And it was discovered that Godzilla was asexual in the end. Oh, yeah, because like, it made his own... I don't know where I'm this like is going. I'm like that, but with politics. Oh, okay. You Apolitical? Could... Is that a thing? I don't I like know. that's a thing. I don't know how this comparison got there. No, me either. I'm sorry. I like this game, but honestly, Super Chris, Mario... Chris, beep all that out. Beep all that out. Just one long beep. <laughs> Just to be safe, start the beep... Uh, a few at, at the very ago. at the very beginning of the yeah. show. <laughs> so here's some controversy for you. Okay, good. More than the Trump thing. I like this game, but honestly, Super Mario Three and Super Mario Two have a bigger place in my heart, probably due to my age. That being said, well, that's not really controversial. <laughs> that's that being, I already kind of said that myself. Yeah. That being said, this is an amazing <laughs> game, and honestly, it's probably the best game in the series, regardless of my personal preference. Then he said, "Prince, Super Mario Two is still the best." You know, occasionally you'll hear somebody say that, and I can't see that at all because my experience with that game was just renting it every now and then, and it was so odd to me. I played the tar but it out is of good. It, it is really, really good. I really like it. It is just such a different game than the other. Two. It is an odd, almost off-putting vibe. Yeah, like I don't want to use the word creepy, but it almost was creepy to me back in the day. Yeah, I would love, we we got to cover that for the show, obviously. Oh, we will. So, we will one day. So when it came out, I was in the I'm too cool mature for Mario camp. I still played it and must say the design is near flawless. That being said, welcome back and looking forward to hearing more from you guys as always. Sorry, I was trying to hold myself together. <clears throat> Douglas Delecky Jr. said, This game, dot, 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 Trump. No, just kidding. <laughs> this game, dot, 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 prepared for an unpopular opinion. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Let's see if this is actually controversial. Let's see if we got to beep this one out. <laughs> Mario 3 was a beta test. Oh, this is controversial. I want to get your response to this one. Okay. okay. This is actual controversy. Finally, some fire. All right. <laughs> so, Douglas Delecky Jr. says Mario 3 was a beta test. I already hate this already. And already. an average experiment. I'm already bullying a little bit. This game was what they actually wanted to do. Well, go back and read that again. I was too mad to hear yeah, the second sentence. Yeah, you didn't sentence. hear it. It was a beta test and an average experiment. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. This game was what they actually wanted to do, and it's brilliant. It's objectively the best Mario game. And my second favorite behind Mario 2. 
<laughs> so he rates it Mario 2, Super Mario World, everything else, and then Mario Brothers 3. I don't even know how to process a thought <laughs> to to argue this because it makes no sense. Who Whose who's quote is this? Douglas Delecky Jr. Douglas, I say this with Here's love. Here's his home address and phone number. Douglas, I say this with love. You're being a Doug... Just stress out the last the last part. Just beat me out, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate my fan opinions. Although, oh no, 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 okay. To be honest, I, can't, I cannot, I cannot agree that Mario Three is average at best. There's no way I can agree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that whatsoever. But uh, I love having fans. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I love some uh, controversy. Yeah, I don't every, mind every now and then. It's it's obviously you're. You know, yeah. You don't have to like the same things. I mean, it's gonna be the world will be boring if we all like the very yeah. same. Everything is the same. And then finally, believe it or not, this is the last one. Daniel Taraska says the best news I have heard all week. I miss you guys. So he's just referring to the fact that we're finally putting out a new episode. Oh, it's very nice. And uh, that's my, that my favorite comment. <laughs> it is nice to be missed. Uh, I kind of feel guilty that we built up the fact that we were ending and it didn't end. So wait a minute. We kind of, out of guilt because of the fans, decided not to end. Yeah. Now I'm feeling guilty for leading them on, so I think we should end. Oh, I'm very confused here. Yeah. We're not ending. Nah. <laughs> we we kind of can't do that joke anymore. Yeah. What we can do, though, is just run into a commercial head first. What do you think? Yeah. Let's run it in! Introducing the next generation from Nintendo, New Super Mario World, created especially for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It's a bit more exciting, a bit more challenging, a bit more graphic, a bit more colorful, a bit more realistic, a bit more levels, a bit more secrets, a bit more enemies, a bit more friends, a bit more sound, a bit hotter, a bit cooler, a bit weird, a bit more revolutionary, a bit more Mario, a bit more of what you want. It's 16-bit, and it's yours only if you get new Super Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, superpower. There we go, Trevor. I think it's time for us. We're back, right? We're back. This is the yep. first episode of the quote-unquote new season. It's time for a brand new Bliss Quiz. I guess you go first. I'll go first. Trevor, question number one. Number one. The eBay game. Uh, I'm going to show you a picture of this thing. Okay. And I will describe it after I show the picture <laughs> for for our <laughs> audience who can only listen. Uh, damn stupid phone. All right, here it is. All right, this is the object that's on for sale. It's this. It's a very plain looking Mario figure. Right, it's a Mario figure. It's, it doesn't even look that tall. Uh, it's Mario. I'm going to give you word for word what this listing tells us. Okay. Ebay game, Trevor. You got to get within. What do you think's fair? Get within. Uh, uh, do ten percent is really hard. All right, ten percent. That, yeah. that feels fair. Get within ten percent. Okay. Uh, Mario figure description. This is quote word for word. Everything was in the description of this figure. Mm-hmm. And I'm quoting: This is a Mario figure, year two thousand and eight, collectible figure. End quote. <laughs> Okay. No returns. They will not accept a return for this. So once you buy it, it's yours. And the shipping will cost you $8.20. That's about what the figure's worth. Trevor, what do they want for this figure? The buy now price for the Mario figure. This is a Mario figure, collectible figure from 2008. Well, you learned from the best with the eBay game. I've kind of abandoned the eBay game. 
But what I used to always do, whatever game we're covering, I topped it in, then sorted prices by highest to lowest. <laughs> and I'm sure that's what you did. <laughs> so I already know this thing is overpriced. Well, it kind of gave it away when the shipping's $8.20. Yes. I had $800 on my head, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, it's obviously an unstable person who posted this. Eight hundred dollars wasn't that crazy. No, it's five thousand okay, dollars, Trevor. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost <laughs> almost within ten percent. Ridiculous! You see how plain that figure looked. That's that's the it whole... looked like an amiibo without the base, and it wasn't even, and it's not even from that super long ago. Just wow. from two thousand and eight. <laughs> all right, we'll keep that's, our score. People are crazy. So all your questions, I think, are fair at least. <clears throat> Johnny, yes. We mentioned that Super Mario World was a launch game for the Super Nintendo in North America. We did. By the way, there were only two launch games in Japan, so we got out lucky. Uh, but which of these was not a North American Super Nintendo launch game? Okay. A. F-Zero. B. Sim City. C. Super Tennis. D. Gradius 3. Would you like those again? No, I remember them. I'm going to... Man... Was F Zero a launch title? What was the What was the third one? Super Tennis. Man, I feel like there's always been a tennis game launched with these. And we covered Super Tennis before, right? We like, did, yeah. yeah. Along with regular NES tennis. I think it was a launch. So we had F Zero, SimCity, Super Tennis, Gradius Three. I'm gonna go with <clears throat> Gradius Three. So that was definitely a red herring. Because that was a launch title. Oh. And that just does not seem like a launch title. I had a feeling it was, but I went with it anyway. So the Super Nintendo launch, despite being slim, I think was pretty impressive. It was Super Mario World, F-Zero, SimCity, Pilot Wings, and Gradius 3. Super Tennis sounds like a launch title, but it actually wasn't. Yeah. All right, Trevor, the score is tied at none to none. Okay. Number two, which Mario game has the highest IGN score? Oh god! When these games, when they went back and re-released these games on the Wii, they re-reviewed yeah. them. So that's where this is coming from. A Mario Three, B Super Mario World, or C Super Mario Kart. Oh, so which one of those had the? I will tell you this: they're all high scores. They're fairly high scores. So I know for sure they went back and re-reviewed Super Mario World and stupidly gave it an eight point five because Derek gave us that question on episode one hundred. And I randomly listened to the episode today. Um, That's so weird. It is weird, isn't it? And I totally disagree with that. They, But I just remember they said that the game's already been released a bunch of times, so you don't need to buy it again, which is stupid. <laughs> People are re- not going to buy it again if they already have it. Then why review it? That's yeah. A- <laughs> so I'm guessing, gosh, I don't know, though. Mario Kart or Mario 3? I'm going to say Mario 3 was the highest. Trevor, ring that bell. You got yourself a ding, point. Ding, ding, ding. Super Mario World was an 8.5. You had that dead on. Yeah. Super Mario Kart, what do you want to think they gave it? Nine? Correct. Oh. Mario 3, what do you think they gave it? 9.5? Correct. Oh, wow. Ding, ding, ding. You only get one point, but okay. that was impressive. So I have one and you have zero. Correct. Johnny, your second question is a long question. So I wanted to fit a little actual history in here, so I just put it in the question. I'm going to do like you do when I try to put history and stuff. In. Yeah. <laughs> Better pay attention to the actual question is the last thing. Okay. <laughs> so this game, not too surprisingly, received many accolades. Uh, it, it won Game of the Year from Nintendo Power and Power Play magazines. It, uh, the British magazine Empire, which I've seen this magazine like at Barnes & Noble. It's a big magazine. They conducted a 2009 poll, and Super Mario World was voted the best game of all time. By people in the poll. Um, 
in its final issue, official Nintendo magazine, which is another British magazine, ranked it third best Nintendo game of all time. Oh, here. Here's the question. <laughs> I want you to note that I haven't tuned you out, unlike okay. what you do to me. So, the British magazine, which had its final issue, I believe, in 2014, official Nintendo magazine ranked Super Mario World the third best Nintendo game of all time. Name either of the first two, and I'll give you the point. And this covers all the Nintendo systems? All the way through 2014 when this thing came out. So all the way up through the Wii U. What was either of the first two best Nintendo games? The Legend of Zelda. The original Legend of Zelda? Yeah, that's what I was going to go. I can't remember if I want to go with that one. If I'm getting too well, I'm not saying you're wrong right. I just make sure you mean like the NES Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that's the one I was going with. No, they ranked Ocarina of Time. Is it? Oh, dang it. And then uh, Mario Galaxy for the Wii. Oh, really? Yeah. That is an amazing series. Uh, yeah, and then Mario World, they ranked third. So I had my series right. I just didn't yeah. have the right one. All yeah. Right. Trevor, your last one. Yes. If you get this, then there's no way I can win. Or tie, I should say. Oh, yeah. Uh, the movie, Super Mario Brothers. That amazing movie. It was amazing, yeah. It had a budget of $42 million. Well That's, spent. Well spent, well spent. How much did the movie actually make when it came out in the theaters? They, it cost $42 million to make it. How much did it make? Get within... 10%? 10%, yeah. Sure. Is this worldwide gross, or do you know? Uh, I honestly, honestly don't know. All right. 18 million. You missed it, but you were close. Uh, it's 21 million. Wow. That was almost within 10%. Not quite. Yeah, you were very close, though. You got wow. a lot closer than I thought you would. All right. Man. So the pressure's on me to tie this. So if you get this, you'll tie me. This is pretty cool. Which of these is not a real level name in the Super Mario World special zone? Okay. Is it gnarly? Tubular? Awesome? Calabunga, which of those is not the actual name of a level in the special zone. And by the way, there's like eight of these levels in the special zone, and they all have names like this. Yeah. Gnarly, Tubular, Awesome, Calabunga. The first one. I'm just taking a shot in the dark. Gnarly. Yeah. It's Calabunga. Ah, uh, I thought that was a red herring. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was in a weird way. So Gnarly, Tubular, Awesome were all names of levels in the special zone. All right. So. Dang it. I'm sorry you lost. See, I, my brain was like, that's obviously a Ninja Turtle reference. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that was one, because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I threw it in there because it's so bad that I thought maybe you'd skip it. That you worked. It did. Yeah. <laughs> so, Johnny, yes, you remember Trevor? back when we were talking about quitting, one of the things we said was, nobody's given us new iTunes reviews in months and months. That's right. Like little babies, we were whining yeah, about Yeah, we that. whined about it quite a bit. We got like two new reviews the next day. <laughs> That's right, we did. Before the episode even came out. Yeah, just to we, make us look like fools. And then we kept forgetting to bring them up when we were recording. So, uh, we actually got three new iTunes reviews since we mentioned them, but it's been a while now. Um, and we're very grateful for this. Please head on over to iTunes, and if you like us at all, give us a five-star <laughs> review. It helps people find our little show. And if you don't like us... Still give us a five-star review because, heck, maybe that's the one good deed you can do yeah. for today. So both these reviews are back in December. Sorry about that. All my both, I mean all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> we got three reviews in December, like, as soon as we complained. I feel bad about that, but also we got new reviews. <laughs> so, so technically we got what we were whining yeah. about. So from June to December, we had zero reviews. Then in December, we got three. Uh, Leo Lem 38 said, 
been listening to this podcast for more than over a year and been catching up with older episodes. Entertaining, funny, and informative. Was looking for podcasts that would review retro games that I had missed, and this is it. The Definitive Voices in Retro Gaming. Then I think it was like a week later, we said we were quitting. (laughs) (laughs) And both the next two reviews are referencing us quitting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, thank you, Leo. I really appreciate that. I hope you're stuck with us. (laughs) Yes. What if they... We deserve it if, like, half our fans unsubscribe. Oh, yeah. 100%. And Quail are quitting. I'm going to unsubscribe. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them. And if they didn't listen to our final episode, they probably did. I would already done it. Yeah. <laughs> J.S. Johns says, don't quit, bros. Awesome show. Not too late to come back. Well, it worked. Yep. <laughs> Jamie Ziegler said, over. I can't believe that it's ending. Is the retro game store you and Trevor go to called The Game Father? <laughs> what a unique way to ask a question. <laughs> I like it. Let's answer it, though. They asked the question, uh, let's answer it. G2K Games is the one around here. I think it's a local thing. It's not. Well, it's not. Is it, it out of the state? It might be. No, it's like a southern chain. Yeah. Yeah, it's in a couple other states, that, but they're all kind of bordering each other. It's on the south. I mean, honestly, it's not like some amazing store. It's sort of a chain store. There's that one. But in, they do sell used games. There is that one in Marion we've went to a couple times. I yeah. don't remember what it's called, though. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, and there's Fox Gaming. It's in Hickory we go to every yeah. once in a while. Uh, we're kind of lucky that there's there's uh, there's a there's a couple of choices we can go to. Right. Um, I'm tr- like I don't think I have like one that's like super like oh you got to go try this place out. But there's definitely some cool ones around. Yeah. But yeah, G2K Games has pretty cheap prices, and I'm trying to find. Oh, here we go. We also had an Australian review. Ah. Uh, just a few weeks ago. They have a prime minister. Yes. So Jace Jaw. Jess Jaw. Jess Jaw. Jess Jess Jaw. Jaw. Jess Jaw? Said, awesome fun. Trevor and Johnny do a great job reliving retro games and telling us if they are bliss approved. Thank you from Australia. Australia loves us. They do. Yeah, I mean, they have terrible taste. I kind of They like Vegemite. And they like us. And they like us, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. So, what were you going to say? You're saying something sincere, I think. Oh, I was going to say, sometimes I feel like we, our show was supposed to be in Australia. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be an Australian show. Yeah, they just... Apparently, our sense of humor, like, mess, meshes yeah. with theirs very well. Maybe it's just that there's so I, Americans out there that know how disgusting they are, and they're not ashamed to admit it, and they yeah. like that. And we're not afraid to obviously let in all the self-hate that we have for ourselves. Yeah. And that comes across very well. Right. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, Johnny, I hate you. I hate myself, too. Trevor... Uh, next game will be what? <laughs> well, I personally feel like we've covered too many classics in a row. I'm feeling the need to cover something terrible. But we're not. But we're not doing that yet. No. Because we're finally covering one of the only Ninja Turtles games we've not somehow covered yet. Yes. Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Now. For the Super Nintendo. We're going to find out if we've left the best for last. This has definitely been a Super Nintendo love fest. Uh, yeah. Well. Earthbound, Donkey Kong Country 2, Turtles. Well, we also had said right when we Super were quote-unquote ending the show that we didn't feel we'd given the Super Nintendo enough love. We're I think it's just it. <laughs> trying to make up for it. Yeah. But we also promise you, we got plans to cover some games that we feel might not live up to the Super Mario Worlds. <laughs> we have a whole series of games, which I'm not going to give away yet. Yeah. I am super excited to cover these. That's right. I bought them just for this stupid, wretched show. <laughs> Spent a fair chunk of my own money for it a few months ago. And we kind of forgot about it and then yeah. canceled the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we get to do that now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So stay tuned for those. Again, uh, thanks for those who have stuck with us. We very much appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we can't tell you when these are going to come out because we don't know. We're just kind of going to play it by ear. Yeah. Uh, so some months you may get, heck, you may get four 
episodes like usual, like you used to, and some of us you might just get one or two. We don't know, but hey. but we're always but we will have shows planned. We promise you that. Oh yeah, uh, and keep checking our social media because we're going to let you try to let you know more ahead of time. Like we're telling you right now, uh, Turtles is the next one. Turtles in time. Yeah. Also, if you're a patron. Sorry. It's Chinese food. Oh. Thank you for paying for our lunch. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Chinese food, thank you for paying for it. Uh, don't give up on us. We know we owe you an episode. I swear to you. I swear. I listen to at least 15 to 20 other podcasts. Not a single one have they ever burped on the microphone. How do they? They must edit a lot. Or have any sort of bodily functions I mean, on the microphone. Aren't they human? I don't think I've ever heard one of them even cough as much as cough. They must spend a lot of time editing that junk out. They got to. And we just don't want it. We just don't no, care. No. Um, but no, patrons, we know we owe you an episode. And by the time you hear this, head to patreon.com because there will be a new episode. That's right. Because I'm not leaving here until we record something for you. He won't leave my house until we do this. Nope. So uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for Ninja Turtles 4. It's coming up next. You all are, well, you got to be awesome and very, what's the word where you, you can just put up with stupidity? <laughs> uh, Trevor. Yeah, you're all Trevor. Thank you. <laughs>